This is the post-game podcast on the Blood Red channel, bringing you all the big match reaction with views from the press box, the dugout and the stands. Comeback Kings, mentality monsters, Liverpool Football Club. VAR wasn't with the Reds today, but that wasn't to stop them. After Trezeguet put Villa ahead and Roberto Firmino's armpits saw VAR chalk off his first half strike, it looked like it could be one of those days for the Reds. And then Liverpool do what they do. Andy Robertson and Sadio Mane came up with the goods to keep the six-point buffer ahead of next weekend's crunch clash with City. I'm Guy Clark and this is the Post Game Pod as we bring you all the reaction you need here on Blood Red. And tonight, it's fair to say, there's a bit to get through. That, if you were wondering, was the away end when Sadio Mane grabbed the winner. Let's get into it, though, tonight. And coming up, we'll hear from Jurgen Klopp's press conference, the thoughts of our regular contributors. But we start with our Liverpool correspondent, both home and away, Paul Gorst. Liverpool's six-point lead at the top of the Premier League remains intact after the most dramatic of comebacks once again, this time at Villa Park. Um, the Reds went down early on um, when Trezeguet converted uh, John McGinn's cross from around about the uh, the edge of the penalty area there at the back post, squeezed it through Allison's legs, and then after a VAR check, it was ruled that uh, it was a legal goal, and Villa took the lead. Uh, Liverpool thought they had a response from Roberto Firmino when he converted Sadio Mane's cross for 1-1, but um, it was ruled out after another lengthy VAR check. This time, uh, Martin Atkinson way back in Stockley Park, uh, who was overseeing the VAR rule that the goal should not stand. It was uh, an interesting one. It looked for uh, it looked on all the replays that it was going to be onside and it was going to be given as a one-all. Uh, myself, I was convinced that it was going to be a goal and Liverpool were going to be back in the game, but it was ruled out. Uh, the Premier League took the unusual um, unusual route of announcing it on Twitter midway during the game and it was apparently ruled out for an errant armpit. Uh, Roberto Firmino's armpit was in an offside position, which is a strange one, but there we go. That is the, uh, the VAR age that we're living in. So Liverpool were forced to find another way back into the game and it looked like it wasn't going to come in all honesty. Uh, the second half, Liverpool were attacking uh, that end. They were attacking the, the whole ten in the, in the first period, but not a lot was happening for them. Um, Jürgen Klopp sent on Divock Origi and Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain. Mohamed Salah made way and uh, it didn't look like it was going to be Liverpool's day. It looked like their luck and their hard work was finally going to run out until Andy Robertson uh, near post. He converted Sadio Mane's deep cross. He headed home past Tom Heaton to make it 1-1 in the 86th minute, I think it was, and Liverpool immediately pushed on for the winner uh, and they found it. Um, Trent Alexander-Arnold had a free kick inside the D. Um, that was deflected just over and from the resulting, resulting corner kick Sadio Mane he's attacked the, the far post and he's glanced it into the near post uh, with, a, with a low header to make it 2-1 and send the away end into uh, delirium uh, Liverpool found another way to win somehow a 2-1 win here at Villa Park they maintain their 6 point lead over Manchester City who narrowly beat Southampton 2-1 uh, in their own game this afternoon it's all coming down to, uh, to a huge game at Anfield in 8 days time Don't do that to us, Gorsty. We're just about recovering from this one, let alone thinking about next week. Plenty, plenty of drama and elation after that win at Villa Park. So what did Jurgen Klopp make of it all? How would you describe that side of your money for? That sort of emotions. The best possible in football, so... Really... Satisfying, and you saw that the routine we tried before a couple of times. So we 
we thought it could be a space where we can make a little advantage. It was not the only routine we had, but it was one I, thought I saw in the game before two, three times. But yesterday on that, and if you then can use it in a, in a very decisive moment, really good. Sadio crossed the ball for the for Robbo's goal in a sensational way, and then being there for that goal after the situations he had in the game and, and when he got the yellow card for um, yeah. I think when you see it back it's not it's for sure not diving. It's a, there's contact and everything, but it's a decision we have to accept. But in the moment then the crowd takes you a little then they try to make you even more insecure and that's obviously not possible with that Sadio. So he stayed in the game, got the like the yellow card there, but still stayed in the game even in def even defensively and so yeah. Very good. Sadi also described today's game as the hardest that Liverpool has played this season. Do you agree? I didn't play it, so I don't know. But we made us, we made it um, difficult for ourselves. Just with um, we started playing football good, but not exactly like we. I think we should have done. Aston Villa was ready today for a proper, for a proper fight, proper battle. Defend with all you have. Try to find spaces for counterattacks. Be there. Have good set pieces. So, and we played a bit of football, but didn't finish the situations off. And then we conceded a goal. And then it's not so easy to change this um, this wrong decision, this wrong path immediately. So we need a bit of time. But was then all, we had good chances as well. So I don't think they had too many, but we had good chances. Um, second half, then we started immediately much more. Uh, yeah, aggressive in the right in the right manner. That we really uh, well, counter press was better stuff. And then we and then we could change twice. Um, fresh legs, shooting from distance. Oxley helps massively in situations like that. Bringing Sadio on the right side. Oxley left in the half space, opening the the the, the, um, the space for Robert and going inside there. So that was. That was really good, and I think, of course, it's lucky when you score these goals. But um, I think when you if you watch the game, and I think if one team deserved to win it, then it's us. But I can imagine how bad Aston Villa feels because with all they did today, they would have deserved as well something. That's how it is sometimes. Dom and then uh, Sam and John. No, no, that's a couple of things. One is the, the <coughs> mentality of the team to keep even in the 87th minute to keep to keep trying. But was there ever a point? Um, in the game where you thought it was going to be one of those days because you had the goal in the first half, the slap with Roberto, and the clock was against you and everything did you, did you think yourself that the game had gone at any point? Or... Uh, look, I don't have time to think about things like this, to be honest. It's not, I'm not there to feel happy and disappointed and sad and angry or whatever. Yes, sometimes I am angry, but not because I planned it. Sometimes I am disappointed because I'm not because I planned it. I never thought a second about... Um, did we lose already, or can we win it? Still, it's not like this. We just have to try to 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 score. That's everything, and um, and that's what we obviously tried. And that's why um, it's not that I think because we had now a couple of um, comebacks uh, today there will be another comeback. How can you how can you think that? But we know it's possible. Everybody knows it's possible. Um, but we really know it, and um, the boys tried it. And when you saw the I think it was we had the we, we got the free kick trend, then hit and save or, or somebody wall header yeah, with a head and that was the corner when we when we scored then right I think so that's football so you have to need to have these these situations. So the, the, the clarity of mind that they have to keep playing 
in, in, in this high-pressure situation? Yeah. How, how do you do it? We don't have any better alternatives. What can we do? Do we say, okay, today it's too hard or what? No, we, we just said we, 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 are, we are responsible for... So it would have been anyway a tough game because of the quality of Aston Villa, but we, we helped a little bit with... I said, I mean, it's playful a, a, a word when, when kids when kids are... just in, It looked good, but I didn't like it. So yes, it's good football, but in the end you have to finish it off. We didn't finish it off. It was here. I think we, we had one counter-pressing situation after 10 minutes. We, we didn't win the ball back in that situation, but had already five times back here. That's not the um, percentage I like. So means it's all, But it's all good. Things like this can happen. It's not a, a massive mistake. It's just the wrong path. And you concede the goal, and now it's getting serious. Now we have to be here. That's, we still have to learn, we still have to improve, and we do, we will. I know that, and sometimes you need to get knocks. So we got knocks <laughs> a lot already. For little mistakes, we got really big knocks. But at the end, in the moment, so far, we could sort it um, most of the time. And um, that's okay. It's, it's, we, yes, of course, when you score these kind of goals, it's, it's, it's lucky, but we are not, it's not that we didn't deserve to win the game. I think everybody who saw it thought, okay, yeah, they are not bad. They can win football games, and here as well today. So I'm I'm fine now with all with um, with all our performance, but we had moments which I didn't like. Okay, Sam and John, and then we'll call it for the ones. Oh, yeah. I know talking about VAR is difficult, but what makes it stand out this time is the Premier League's official explanation for Firmino's offside is that his armpit was on. Hey, what? His armpit. What's the armpit? <laughs> That's, that's, that is what they've issued in their official statement. Do you think you can be offside by an armpit? Look, we have now a real problem. I'm not allowed. No, we want to one. That's why for me it's, it's now not that serious. But I think we talk about serious moments, very important moments in football. So we have to. It's not. It's not the right way that we sit here, talk about it, and everybody's like wants to laugh about it. It's not. It's not to, to laugh about. To be honest, we have to. For that, it's too serious. Managers get sacked for. Or get a sack for. Um, um, Losing football games, so it's just like this. I don't want to make it bigger, really, than it is. But in fact, we have to just to clarify it. I don't say anybody's doing it on purpose or whatever. We just have to clarify it. I, I, my analyst showed me it after the game, and, and I, I didn't see anything. And now I hear it. Um, obviously, um, that's yeah, it's how it is. That uh, whoever did is not making doing it on purpose. But um, at the end, we need to sort a couple of things obviously the handball situation with target we can you know, nobody talks about that because now because it was not whistled. imagine it would have been whistled and then we would talk about it. nobody whistled it that the vr didn't say anything so was the penalty well, the arm is here the shot hits the arm so in a good old time it was a penalty <laughs> so just to make this, sometimes it's in your favor and sometimes it's against you that's how it is that's not a problem but we have to make sure that um the the new system helps the game and not confuse it, that's all. But I think that's in the, in, in the interest of all of us. Okay, last question in the open. Jürgen, oh, come back to the second goal. When Trent took the free kick, he then sprinted over to take the corner with real kind of purpose. How, how much does body language and those little things count? Changed everything. I didn't like that. That's a good point. I didn't like the body language in the first half. That's exactly how it is. We were not like warriors, we were like players. That's okay. We have to play, but in the end, you have to win the ball back. That's what I said. We, we had ten minutes. Lost, the, of course, we lost balls. Had one counter press, which was the impulse was right. Three players there tried, but they came out. So it can happen because it cannot be 100% um, successful with counter press. But on the other side, we were really 
being here, being there, and but don't finish the situation off. I don't know how long it took until we, we, we shot first time from distance. Maybe it was Ox, I'm not sure, you know, when he came on. That would mean then 60 minutes. That's quite a time. Um, and so, yeah, body language is massively important, absolutely. Thanks, guys. Good briefing. Thank you. Thank you very much. Jurgen Klopp speaking in his press conference after that win over Aston Villa. Reaction to come from our regular contributors and those posting in our Blood Red podcast Facebook group. Kicking us off tonight is Ross from Witness. Wow, two one victory. Still chuckling, still you know, still on a major high. We've snatched the victory from the Jaws defeat three minutes ago. It was looking like that defeat was finally going to happen in the Premier League, but. We got back into it. I thought the points, you know, we would have we would have took the point at that stage, and somehow, some way, we've got the winner again. So many late goals with this team, you know. This even this season, the late goals are just unbelievable. The team doesn't give up. But yeah, um, I didn't think it was coming at one point. You know, Villa obviously got the noses in front, sloppy, sloppy defending at the back. And yeah, they were well set up, well drilled. You know, they knew the game plan. We had a lot of possession in both halves. You know, first half didn't do enough with the ball, in my opinion. Didn't move it quick enough. We go in one down. And it's a big job. And second half, I mean, it was a great game of football, to be fair. Villa played the part. You know, they, like I said, to a man, they worked their absolute socks off. They didn't start running. They pressured from front to back. Liverpool kept probing, probing, and I thought... Is this going to come? But I was thinking, these are going to tire the effort they put in. And it's, you know, it's got so late on, even even getting into the 80-odd minutes, you're thinking, these are got, something's got to give here. These are working so hard. And the breakthrough came, and we got back into it. And like I said, you think you're happy with that. And 94th minute, Trent, corner, Mane header, 2-1, three points. Absolute jubilant scenes. Um, Trent Arnold today, absolutely magnificent. Some of his passing, you know, switching a play and his pace. Every time he's getting the ball down, he's he's looking for the whipping. You know, his his ball is absolutely incredible. He's probably one of he's probably our most creative player. It's it's crazy to say that. You know, the man's playing right back, but everything seems to go through him. You know. Eat, they feed him. Other than obviously you've got our front three, who are obviously the creative force, and you know where all the goals come from. But we don't have that spark in midfield, and Trent Arnold is just, just an except. He's just an exceptional player, and week by week he he gets better and better. And you know, I thought today, like I say, he was excellent, involved in all the good stuff we done. And yeah, Joe you know, Villa, like I say, wear the socks off. Tyrone Mings at the back, I thought was was excellent today, and he he's got to feel really hard done by tonight, going into that changing room after two feet. He marshalled that defence brilliantly, I thought, and I thought he'd done enough to get something out of it. He was putting his body on the line. He never stopped talking. You know, he's he, he really impressed me. He's really impressed me a few times. He, maybe he could go into a higher club, but yeah, very impressive, Tyrone Mings. Unlucky that he's on the losing side. They deserve more for me. Villa are going to feel unlucky. You know, maybe they did deserve something else of it, but they didn't get anything. It's Liverpool Football Club. We keep going to the end. I could 
go on to another huge rant about VAR, but I'm not going to. First half, VAR shown again how abysmal it is, how far removed it is from what football is, what football's about, and I'm just not even going to go into it. It was just, for me, it was just, it was just a mess. Don't like it. Continue to keep saying I don't like it, but I'll move on from that. So we've got the win, 2-1, absolute scenes, like I say. This team won't go down. Coming up, Champions League midweek, I think. And the games just keep coming. It's a relentless schedule. But, you know, I wouldn't have it any other way. This is how, This is why we're in. This is where we want to be. This is why we're in these competitions. We want everything. We don't want to be just playing Premier League games. We want all these cup games. Champions League, World Cup, Carabao Cup. We want them all. We've got the ability. We've got the players. We've got the manager. Come on, Liverpool. Let's keep going. Ross with his thoughts on post-game here on Blood Red. More of where that came from after this. The Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel. Sorry, I just couldn't help myself. If you want to see the video to that, trust me, you do want to see it. You can find it on the Liverpool Echo LFC Twitter feed. Well, let's get into our reaction, though, and time to hear from our number of our regular contributors, Simon and Owen to come, but not before Matt Whitty. Well, how do you even begin to uh, to analyse a game like that with such late drama? Refereeing decisions, VAR decisions, some great performances, some poor performances... And yeah, just it was just a mad game, wasn't it? Um, I thought Villa played played well. Um, they made things really difficult for us. They looked really dangerous on the counter. Um, I thought uh, Trezeguet uh, played well. I thought uh, um, McGinn, McGinn was good as well. Um, I think he's a really good player, actually, um, McGinn. And I thought the Villa coped really well um, with the loss of Jack Grealish, who's probably alongside McGinn there, their most creative player. They obviously got the breakthrough uh, midway through the first half uh, after a free kick. Bit of a silly one by by Mane to to give away um, in a much more dangerous position than the free kick that Villa had had uh, a few seconds earlier. It was a much better crossing position, and you could see that Villa overloaded players uh, towards the far far side of the area around Henderson. He had two or three players around him. Um, a couple of them were standing in an offside position, but the goal scorer wasn't, and uh, VAR decided that that was uh, that was a goal. I've, I've I've got to say I don't actually know the the ins and outs of the rule well enough to know whether that is offside or, or not but at the end of the day it was uh, it was given and we've just got to get on with it um, and then we had the the first of our VAR misfortune in this game with a Firmino what looked like an equaliser ruled out um, firstly by the linesman and you, you can't really blame the linesman when the decision is is that tight it's it's a really difficult thing to, to judge but I thought on the VAR at look level and I just don't believe the technology is good enough to um, determine whether somebody's offside by a millimetre or not when you've got a still frame of a moving picture which is in three dimensions and then you've got a two-dimensional image of that and then you've got lines drawn drawn on it by some referee wherever they are I just don't believe that it can be as accurate as they're saying and I think there needs to be some sort of margin for error built in and hopefully that'll be a bit just save a bit of time for anyone and, and, and save a bit of time for everybody and not having these you know minute and a half two minute checks for for things that are that are that tight and as i say i just don't really have confidence in the system and, I, and i'd be saying the same if, if offside had gone gone the other way so yeah we had that um then we had a bit more um misfortune really i thought uh 
Sadio Mane uh, getting booked for, for diving with what looked like a really similar incident to the penalty that Everton conceded last week where Keane stood on there, uh, the, uh, that young Irishman's foot and he leapt up in the air and it was a similar incident again today. He got a reasonably big shove in the back, stayed on his feet and then it, the defender stood on Mane's foot and gave him a light shove in the back and he, and he went down. The referee booked him and then minutes later, um, and there was, there was you know VR agreed with the ref obviously, and then minutes later, you see Salah through on goal and Engels is all over the back of him, strangling him, pulling him back, nothing given. And you can sort of see why, you know, you can see why players do go down when there is contact, when decisions like the one that were, were, wasn't given against Salah are not given. So it just looked like it was going to be one of those frustrating days. We missed quite a few chances. I thought Salah, um, Salah had a poor game. I thought um, just his, his shooting wasn't, uh, wasn't only had a quite a few half chances and uh, pretty good chance in the second half as well just wasn't really wasn't really at his best I don't know if he was still suffering the effects from the the injury that he that he's had over the last two or three weeks but uh yeah didn't look on it so it was it was no surprise when 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 Salah was uh was was substituted around around the hour mark and yeah it just looked like it was going to be one of those frustrating frustrating days I thought Trent Alexander-Arnold was absolutely brilliant at, at fullbacks just brilliant crossfield passes kept going kept running um and uh, defensively did did pretty well. There was maybe once or twice when uh, we were a little bit exposed, but that that is kind of the way we play. And the the responsibility of a, a modern fullback is that you've got to you've got to press on. So yeah, I thought he played really well. Likewise, Robertson um, and Van Dijk played really well as well. And yeah, we kept on going. And I thought uh, we looked a bit more dynamic when Cater and Oxley Chamberlain came on. Um, I thought there was a a half shout for a penalty when. Um, uh, Oxley Chamberlain had a had a shot that was blocked by uh, Engels' uh, arm out in a funny position, um, but he, he was pretty close. But you know, we'll you'll definitely see one like that given this season, I'm sure. And yeah, just as it looked like City uh, had turned their game around and were going to close the gap to 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 four points to, to three points, um, Mane who was moved over to the right, and you almost forget that he played on the right in his first season um, for us, put in a brilliant left footed cross. Brilliant run by Robbo and a, and a close-range bullet header that gave the keeper no chance. And yeah, and it just seemed to give give the team that that extra lift. Kept on going, got the corner, and it was a brilliant run and header um, from the from the corner as well. It was a nice flat corner from uh, from Alexander Arnold, and it was just a great run by Mane to to lose his marker and then to just guide it into the into the far corner. And you just knew there was no there was no time left. Thank you. Mad scenes in the uh, in the travelling cop. So yeah, back to six points clear, and it feels like a felt like a really big, really big three points with uh, with City coming up. Because you know if we didn't pick up three points today, that's three points we have to find elsewhere in uh, in the uh, in the season. But yeah, perfect uh, perfect boost ahead of uh, Manchester City next week. This is Simon Donnelly, LFC jury member for the Liverpool Echo. And I, I'm, a, I'm ecstatic after that result. I spent most of the first half, and uh, a lot of the second half, to be honest, wondering how I could, what I could say to you guys after our first defeat of the season. I was absolutely gutted, especially with Man City coming from behind and getting their victory. Then lo and behold, Andy Robbo turns up on the 87th minute to, to get an equaliser. And what I plan to say is suddenly changes for the better. And again, in the 94th minute, Sadio pops up with a with a winner from the head, from his head, which is unusual. Fantastic. What a result. What a team this manager has built. 
we have such a never say die attitude. We never know when the game is up. We have such resilience and such determination to get those points, no matter what obstacles are put in front of us. To be filler away, a villa team who are doing well this season, to beat them away when in the 86th minute we were 1-0 down is quite remarkable. And it starts to make me think that maybe, just maybe, the title is ours this season. Things look as though they're sort of going in our direction. And it's not just luck, obviously. As I said earlier, the team are magnificent. We had 25 shots on target to their five. We had 74% possession today. And we had 12 of our 25 shots were on target to Villa's two, by my reckoning, I think. A fantastic day for us. Just wish Southampton had clung on for a draw, but a fantastic result, No, even, even, even despite that. A fantastic result away from home under such tough circumstances and roll on next week an enormous game against Man City at our place some might say it's a title decider come on you Reds Hi this is Owen from Cop On Podcast Wow how does one pluck words from this frenzy from the madness the poetry the absolute love of those three points The first thing I think we should do is forget all national political disputes, dissolve all borders across the entire planet and make Sadio Mane the very first king of everything. A man who got booked for being kicked in the penalty box, who was whacked, pushed, cajoled, harangued, harried and hassled, all match, but still had the resolve, the guts, the quality and strength to keep on going. What a man, what a victory, and what pressure this puts on Pep. A Villa-supporting friend of mine texted me after the match that it was very harsh on them today. And yes, it's always harsh to concede a last-minute winner, but this was not a fluky result, and the stats back it up. Liverpool had 25 shots to Villa's five, and with cooler heads in the box, we would have scored two or three more, at least. But that's not what Jürgen's relentless reds do. Instead, they reek havoc with our nerves they play rock and roll with our heartstrings and win it at the death time and time again i don't know about you but i went absolutely wild when robbo scored i ended up realizing i was literally drooling actually and when, and then when manet's goal went in i got up i lost all control you know i leapt around and then i started voguing uncontrollably. That's never happened before, but that's what this team does to me, and all thanks to King Sadio and his merry men. This is Owen from Cop On Podcast saying, all hail. Owen, following on from Simon and Matt Whitty here on the Post Game Pod, a quick word tonight for Trent Alexander-Arnold, who made his 100th Liverpool appearance at Villa Park. Some way to top it off too with the assist for Mane's winner. Well, in making it a century of games for the Reds, so just 21 years and 26 days, he's the fourth youngest player to reach that milestone in Liverpool history, ahead of the likes of Phil Thompson, Stephen Gerrard and Emlyn Hughes. Not bad going. A quick look then into our Blood Red podcast Facebook group. And of course, many a happy red in there. Kevin Dice, this fantastic game. I'm always believing that we're going to win no matter the circumstances. 
up the Reds. Matthew Jones says, don't really know what to say. Thought this was going to be the first defeat and then City went 2-1 up late on and we were looking at a three-point gap. A bit close for comfort, but this never-give-up attitude is fantastic though. City will have been gutted coming off the pitch, hearing our result and how it came about. On to the next. And David Rees says, huge, huge win, especially with Man City keeping up the pressure. They must be thinking, why don't they just lose a game? Klopp has ingrained the never-say-die attitude in all the players. Hashtag mentality monsters. Hashtag you'll never walk alone. Well, incredible match tonight. Everyone wanting their say. And thanks to those who did get in touch through the podcast Facebook group. I could quite literally be sat here all night reading them out. Well, to round us off, though, in this edition of Post Game are Alex Watt. And Matt Addison. What an incredible game that was once again. Liverpool's six-point buffer at the top of the table restored, despite pretty much everything in that game not going Liverpool's way. Whether it was the officials, the performance, the bounce of the ball, everything just seemed to be going against the Reds today. But those mentality monsters, those Jurgen Klopp players, kept going and kept going and kept going. And I thought Sadio Mane, dreadful as he was, came up with the goods at the end of that game. Absolutely brilliant mentality. He never gave up. To be honest, I'd have probably took him off after about an hour. What do I know? Jurgen Klopp kept him on and he got the reward for doing so. VAR, John Moss, Martin Atkinson. I don't know what it was today, but they were absolutely awful. They just seemingly had it in for the Reds right from the get-go. Absolutely terrible. A list as long as my arm, the number of things that they got wrong today. The most blatant of those, and, and there was a few, but... The most blatant of those was probably that handball. According to LFC TV, that wasn't even checked, which is is absolutely staggering. I think it was a, a Firmino shot, and it, the, the defender's arm is up, is up in the air. It, it clearly blocks it. It's a, an unbelievable decision not to give a penalty for that. But the inconsistency as well, absolutely staggering at times. Virgil van Dijk got booked for, for chopping a player down on the counter-attack, and... Absolutely, that's fair enough, but then five minutes later, John McGinn does the exact same thing. Absolutely nothing from John Moss. A really bizarre performance all round from from most of the players, from the officials. It says so much about the Reds, though, that they won. They got those three points. Absolutely vital, of course, after Manchester City won as well today. It says so much about them, those mentality monsters, that they just won anyway. Everything went against them, but it didn't matter. They still got those three points. Sadio Mane, as I said, absolutely awful all game. Got nothing right but then an assist and a match-winning goal. Never do it the easy way to Liverpool. It felt like that winning run was going to be over, but then out of nowhere, another three points. And a big one as well. Not a great performance from from any of the players, really, apart from one. I thought Trent Alexander-Arnold was absolutely brilliant. His 100th appearance for the club, and he marked it with a top-class display. Plenty more where that came from, I am sure, over the next few years. Whether that's at right-back, whether that's in midfield, who cares? That's a, a debate to be had another day. If he continues to perform as well as he did today, there's absolutely no reason to move him. Ahead of that huge clash with Manchester City next weekend, this feels like a momentous moment in Liverpool's season. If Liverpool hadn't have won today, questions would be asked. And instead, we get to celebrate. On to Manchester City next weekend. The Reds are just going to keep marching on and marching on and marching on. Hello, Alex Watt from Did It Cross The Line podcast. And I am still absolutely buzzing after all that late drama. 
lost my voice a little bit from cheering so much. Um, this team do not know when they're beaten, do they? Absolute mentality monsters, this Liverpool side. Again, having to come from 1-0 down. Uh, last week in against Spurs, it felt like with the constant pressure Liverpool were applying, the goals would come eventually. This time, I was really worrying after about 70 minutes because everything we were trying against Villa just didn't seem to be working. They were defending really well. Decisions weren't going our way, but it happened again. This Liverpool team just keep plugging away and Klopp has instilled in this side that never-say-die attitude and it paid off again. I mean... Yeah, I <laughs> I was worried. You know, the final ball consistently seemed to be going wayward. There were a few off days from players. Um, but yeah, Liverpool just sent wave after wave of attack. And even a team defending as well as Villa were, you can't possibly withstand that kind of pressure for 90 minutes. And that's kind of been Liverpool's secret in the last few games, I think. The other main worry, obviously, was VAR was going to end up being our downfall today and stop any goal from happening. Fortunately, that didn't end up being the case, but it was ironic that Villa fans were chanting about VAR after some decisions have gone against them this season, but it was actually Liverpool who had the bad times with VAR today. I mean, that Firmino goal that was ruled out, it was onside. I still can't get my head around that one. It felt like a case of the VAR team not wanting to over overturn uh, the incorrect decision of the linesman. Thought we got past that last weekend, but apparently not. Um, ruling him offside because of his armpit is ludicrous for me. But yeah, Mane could have had a penalty. Salah could have had a penalty. Handball decision didn't go our way. It felt like it was going to be one of those days. John Moss and Martin Atkinson teaming up to be absolutely dire, basically. But we needed a big second half performance again to overcome all that. We got one. That's, yeah, been noticeable, the, the, those kind of tactical tweaks that Klopp's been making uh, in second halves. You know, last weekend it was more pushing Henderson into a more advanced role. This weekend it was definitely Oxlade-Chamberlain and, and Origi coming on. Um, Ox made such a difference, I thought, when he came on. I was surprised that it wasn't him who was picked to come into the team today. Obviously, Lalana came in for Fabinho, which I understand why you leave Fabinho out, because he's one booking away from a suspension, and there is no way we want to be playing Man City next weekend without him. But I probably would have gone put Hendo in the holding role and then have Ox in that number 10 role, especially after his Champions League Carabao Cup performances in the last week and a half. But... He came onto the pitch eventually and he definitely made a difference. I mean, admittedly, when he had three shots in a row blocked, then Lalana misses a sitter, you do start to think maybe it isn't going to be our day. But yeah, again, the pressure was just so relentless from Liverpool. Great to see Andy Robertson popping up with a massive goal. Um, one of <laughs> one of few that he scored, but what a time to get it. Uh, just after Man City had gone into the lead against Southampton as well. And then... Yeah, Trent Alexander-Arnold, another fantastic day. Another precise corner from him. He loves those. And yeah, Sadio Mane on the end of it with a brilliant finish. He actually had quite a poor day today, but again, popped up when we needed him to. And yeah, what a time to do it. Great, great goal, great win. Um, I know rival fans are already talking about the luck going our way. I mean, look at the VAR decisions today for how wrong that theory is, but also... You don't go 28 league games in a row 
without a loss based on luck alone. You know, this is a special Liverpool team who just don't know when they're beaten and they will go until the last second trying to win. And as a Liverpool fan, it's beautiful to see that kind of mentality. And yeah, massive three points again. And especially given that next weekend Man City come to Anfield, we will have to play better than we did today in that game. We know that Fabinho coming back in will be a massive help. You could see what a big miss he was today and how we struggle in midfield without his presence, those big performances from him. So it'll be massive to have him back in. But I think we can still go into that game feeling really confident. The games against Man City are always incredible and high intensity. And it'll be, yeah, it'll be a great game. I'm really looking forward to it. And... Yeah, up the undefeated Reds. Let's go for another win there. Cheers. Alex, what with the last word tonight? Blood Red will be back with you on Monday, as well as Jurgen Klopp's press conference ahead of Tuesday night's Champions League clash with Genk. It's a big week to come for the Reds. You don't need me to tell you that, but we will be right across it here on Blood Red. Thanks to you for your time and company here on Post Game. That's it for now. But of course, up the Reds. You've been listening to the Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel.